Have you tried Music to Code By yet? Well, why not? Here's a comment Joe left on the website. This is also great music to mow by. I like listening to music while doing yard work to help the monotony of it seem less tedious. This past summer, I started listening to these tracks while doing yard work, and they worked great! I could let the music play in the background without focusing on it, and it seemed to help me concentrate on getting through my tasks. Thanks, Joe. And you know, now you can download the entire 13-track collection. That's over five and a half hours of music to code by for only 39 bucks. Check it out at musictocodeby.net. .NET Rocks, episode 1411, with guest Gil Clearin. Recorded Thursday, January 19th, 2017. Welcome back to .NET Rocks. This is Carl Franklin. And this is Richard Campbell. We're still here in London. And liking it. At uh, NDC in the Fishbowl. Uh, Gilles Clearin is here. Nope, we'll rolling that R. Did I do it right? <laughs> Gilles Clearin, that's correct. Yeah, all yeah. right, we'll be talking to him soon. Uh, but first, it's Better No Framework. Awesome. <laughs> all right, dude, what do you got? Uh, this is a, a very cool tool that I uh, is trending, and uh, we were actually even talking about this yesterday, but I'm not sure what that translates to show-wise. Uh, however, this is the the product it's flywaydb.org or flyway by boxfuse and the whole idea with flyway is managing migrations of databases yep relational databases so the idea is you point it to an empty database and it will try to locate a metadata table and if it doesn't have one it puts one in there it's an it's called schema version and then that tracks the state of the database as you add schema to it and if you want to migrate a database from one version to another version, uh, it's really, really easy. Nice. So this is a, a sort of, um, you know, uh, something that you, the, the, the best scenario to use this is when you're starting, when you're creating your database. Right. And as it, as it advances and as it evolves, the, the ability to migrate from one version of schema to another and from one database to another uh, just becomes easy. That's cool. It's a very cool product. Awesome. I don't know what more to say about it. Just nope. check it out. Go Take to flywaydb.org. It. It's one of the ways to address this challenge of trying to do continuous integration with uh, with data. Exactly. We keep t- hitting on that subject for a reason. It's hard. It is hard. Yeah. <laughs> it's a challenge. So it's good to see some tooling around it. Yep. There you go, Richard. Who's talking to us? Grabby Comment Offer Show 1303, the one we did with one James Montemagno. Oh, yeah. Our friend James talking about Xamarin Forms, which I'm sure we're going to talk a little about today, mm-hmm. uh, back in June of 2016. And this comment comes from Maghetto Francesco, who says, finally, we have a XAML previewer, GorillaPlayer.com. Yeah, okay. Yeah, it's cool. Wait a minute. There was a Xamarin Forms previewer in yeah. Visual Studio. There is one there now. There is now. But what's GorillaForms.com? That's, a, that, that's the one that's been around for a while, right? Like, oh. that's what he, he, you know, it's like, okay, well, now the one is in Studio. Oh. By the way, you know, Gorilla Form Player has been, been doing this for quite some time. Oh, that's right. And James mentioned it, but I had never used it before. Right. Okay. And it's still in beta as well, right? It, it, all this stuff is being developed mm. simultaneously. Mm-hmm. Uh, upgrades on the air. Uh, 
Uh, Xamarin is getting better and better. And also now that it's open source and owned by Microsoft, there's more contributors and hopefully more improvements made in less time. Uh, it's getting a little more draggy and droppy for iOS <laughs> and Android. It's looking like WinForms, right? Yeah. yeah okay. Kind of. I'll I'll get to you, Jill. You're making those faces. I know exactly where you're going. I hope we'll talk about it's why one of the reasons I read this comment, I thought this is going to be food for for conversation. Yeah, definitely. Uh and Megiddo goes on to say, I guess Xamarin's goal is to allow developers to be more productive. Uh well, you don't need to care about all these things. Just uh I'll give you everything you need, right? Yeah. You're trying to build this all encompassing environment. And right. you also get to use C sharp to program uh you know your mobile apps. Pretty good. This is a growing business. WinPhone's still trying to find its way. Maybe someday there'll be a surface phone. Uh I think we're just gonna see a better and better integration between Microsoft and Xamarin around yeah. this stuff, which I that's hard to argue with. I totally agree, Megato. It, 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 these are interesting times, and uh, you'll see us doing shows all over the space, uh, trying to figure out the right way to get to mobile. Uh, and I'm, I'm hopeful for Xamarin. I think they're in a good place at this point, being part of Microsoft. And I'm sure uh, Jill has his comments as well. So, Megato, thank you so much for your comment. A .NET Rocks mug is on its way to you. And if you'd like a .NET Rocks mug, write a comment on the website at .NET Rocks.com or via any of our social media. We publish every show to Facebook and Google+. And if you comment there and we read it on the show, we'll send you a mug. And definitely follow us on Twitter. I'm at Carl Franklin. He's at Rich Campbell. Send us a tweet. We ferment them for good gut health. <laughs> <laughs> we make them into apple cider. That's right. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. Let me officially introduce Jill. Uh, Jill Clearin is a Microsoft Regional Director, Visual Studio MVP, and Pluralsight author. Jill focuses on mobile development for the Windows stack as well as Xamarin. He's a frequent speaker at many international conferences such as Tech Days, Tech Ed, NDC, where we are now, yes. VS Live, and many more. He's also the founder of Techorama, the biggest developer conference in Belgium, and he runs Vizug the .NET user group in Belgium as well. You can find his website at www.snowball.be. Snowball. Snowball. What's the significance there? I actually don't know. I, I registered in, in 1999 or something. And right. I don't know where my thoughts were at that point. So. <laughs> well, maybe it was, wow, a two-syllable domain name. Yeah. yeah that, I like that. that. That might be one of the things. I actually got some offers for it. Uh, people wanted to buy it. Oh, sure. Uh, yeah. yeah. I own gud.com. Yeah. Right? Which I registered, I think, in '94 or '95, yeah. and there every three-letter .com domain name is taken. I, yeah. I, I get asked about it all the time. I was lucky to get Pwop yeah. in '97. Yeah. yeah, I think it was. Yeah, yeah. This one, I think, I bought it in 1999 and have had it since since then, and named mm. my my company and my email after it. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> isn't also, it funny how we do that? You yeah, know, if you're yeah. going to start a new business, yeah. the first thing you do is check domain names. Yeah, I kind of need yeah. a name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you got the domain name, then you name the company. I that's, love that. That's why we you find all the these, other way. Yeah. Well, that's why we find all these companies with the vowels missing, right? Because yeah. <laughs> you know? they, they're it's uh, not because they're cool, no. or trendy, or anything. Yeah, that's all they trendy. can get. Yeah, that's all they can get. <laughs> Funny. That's, that's absolutely true. Yeah. I love Secrets it. Secrets of developers. Indeed. Indeed. Yeah, we're lazy. Uh, so, um, Xamarin, MVVM, good stuff. By Indeed. the way, I've been doing a lot of it myself. Yeah. So I'm I'm familiar with it, and uh, but I'm going to let you talk because I. I could just talk, talk, talk. <laughs> What's well, yeah. the latest? Well, um, you had that commentary, Rich, yes. about uh, the person uh, saying that it's more or less like WinForms. Well, 
Don't think it's nothing. really yeah. not in that area. I think it's an exaggeration. Yeah, 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 yeah. I so, think that may be an ideal to get to. It might be an the, ideal from the user experience anyway. to have the rapid application development part yeah. uh, covered. But uh, yeah, for we real, forget how productive WinForms is. Oh, yeah. It's productive. It's you amazing. We've been running very quickly, but. Yeah. I think for, for Xamarin, we're not in that space yet. And I think the days of WinForms that we had the rapid applications up and running very quickly yep. for, for enterprise applications, I don't think we're, we really need a lot uh, of that still yeah, to be done. Battleship My, Gray is so over. Yeah, yeah, indeed. So I focus a lot on, on, on bigger applications, the, the applications where I think that some change will be needed over time. And I think that uh, a good architecture for even small applications that we built with Xamarin mm -hmm. um, is something that, that is really necessary. Also, the talk I did here yesterday was, uh, was on MVVM. Uh, uh, was, was about an architecture that uh, I've been setting up and, and using for quite a few projects that I've, that I've done with Xamarin. Mm. Uh, so it's a bit of a tried and test, uh, tested architecture. Mm -hmm. And um, yes, yeah, so actually, it was, it was quite a lot of, of people in the room that, that, that were agreeing that... Uh, applications mobile applications also need uh, a good architecture and yeah mvvm is 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 for that type of applications i think uh, always a very good solution and what style of app are we talking about here is this forms over data on the phone uh, well i use mvvm for every application okay yeah. so I've, I've been doing several types of applications uh Line of business applications, mm -hmm. uh, but also a voice over IP application, which, which doesn't have that much of, of, of data in there, right. um, as, as a regular application. But I think for all these types of applications really benefit from setting up a good architecture. Sort of having a structured environment to work structured in. Structured environment. Yeah. So, and, and all, it's also good because if, if, if the teams then, then start working on, on that application, they know how the project is, is structured. Right. Yeah. And they, You've they got get the separation of view. And yeah. Indeed. Yeah. Of course, out of the box, uh, regular Xamarin, so traditional classic Xamarin, Xamarin iOS and Xamarin Android, mm -hmm. they, they do not support any MVVM. Right. Well, you can do it yourself, but it of takes course a you have bit, to do it yeah. yourself. And then what I use for, cl uh, for a classic, for traditional Xamarin is a uh, MVVM cross. And yeah. that's a that's a framework which has been around for quite some years already. Yeah. MVVM plus cross. cross. Yeah, Stuart. Oh, that's um yeah. Stuart. Yeah. Yeah. Stuart Lodge. Yeah, yeah. yeah we, we were very excited about MVVM Cross yeah. before Xamarin had, you know, yeah, everything that it, yeah, it has Xamarin been around forms. for a couple of years already. Yeah, sure. Mm. It's now at a at a very good level for for uh, for classic Xamarin uh, mm. development and yeah, it increases the the amount of code that we can reuse. Yeah. Um it has a steep learning curve, though. Yeah, that's yeah. something that I that I have noticed because it's actually it's actually a huge framework in itself. It 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 goes all the way up from the bottom to to the to the actual view layer right. where, yeah. where you can do stuff with it, and um, that's that's yeah one of the main issues that I've had when I was started with it in the beginning, and when I have developers starting on projects that I've set up with it, they yeah. they sometimes struggle in the beginning. With, with all that is in there, with all that it can do for you, because it takes, it takes away a lot of the burden and, and the common things that you have to do right. in typical applications away from you. But yeah, it I comes at a price and that's the learning curve that you have to take. And yeah, Xamarin itself already has still quite a steep learning curve. Right. And that combined with, uh, with a, a good, uh, uh, well maintained or, or, or well maintainable architecture. 
well, that takes some time to get used to. If you're doing Xamarin Forms, MVVM Lite is a really good yeah, option yeah. for that. For, or, uh, forms, I, I or even if you just have a base class, you know, that implements I notify property change and mm -hmm. handles the actions yeah. and things, True. Uh, you can use that on the form. But that's, that's also my, my, my separation. So for classic Xamarin applications, mm. I, I default to MVVM Cross because yeah. uh, it has the data binding yep. features sure. in both iOS and in Android. Um, for, uh, for forms based applications that we do, I default either to MVVM Lite or to a, a self uh, created, uh, very light implementation of MVVM because, yeah. um, yeah, the framework itself has it already on board. Eh? Right. So Xamarin Forms was built with uh, with uh, MVVM in mind, mm. and there's there's really not that bad, that good support for um, for MVVM Cross when it comes to Xamarin Forms. They also say that not as necessary. Though. It's not that nece as yeah. necessary. Yeah, and, I would have thought that the Forms sort of brings a, a structure to all of yeah. this. Yeah, yeah. But then still, uh, you can do it. Yeah, uh, you see a lot of people struggling still with with how to build. Uh, a good architecture based on MVVM, although the framework brings it, mm -hmm. it is still something that a lot of people struggle with. And yeah, it was is good it, to is see it just not well documented. Like, do, do we not have good examples of this is the right way to do yeah, this? I think so. Yeah, that's I was just going to say because what what I often see people asking and, and sending me mails about is is how do I now set this up in from from start to finish? Right. How do I get this in a in a way that I know it's structured well and and that, that I, basic template before yeah. any yeah. content. How am I yeah. living here? How do I navigate within this app? Yeah. Like so true. Navigation is one of the things. Uh, setup is difficult. I mean, I, I difficult as I've mentioned indeed. before, I do a whole day workshop on yeah. on Xamarin Forms, and the first half day is dedicated to just getting people installed yeah. to a and, build. Yeah, to Hello Forms right. and and on an, on just one platform. Right. I mean, you're lucky if you can get people that can do it on three. Right. But uh, just to get one, um, it gets it's it's been getting easier and easier, it's, and we've it's had getting better. Yeah, we've taken less and less time when we do that, but it's still there's always somebody that needs that extra time. Yeah, to, true. To, but and and like you say, uh, uh, Richard, the, the 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 basic starting template that's not there. There's no file new project built me an application right, template no. with MVVM in there and boom, I can start with it. Yeah. No. Yeah, Cause you think about exist. like file new ASP.NET project. I mean, yeah. what do you get handed but a working page mm. that just says, Hey, you're in ASP.NET. Yeah. But sometimes you know, well, that's that. not much of a template. It, you it's, know, it's great to get started. Yeah. It's great so to get started start, because yeah. you can look around and see how things work. But mm -hmm. then, of course, you know, as you get better at it, you, you want to start from scratch. Right. You want to do everything yourself. But it's a, it's a thin line eh? because on one hand, when when new developers start with the with the platform, you don't want to make it too complicated. Right. For them. And if you bring MVVM into the picture, well, it yeah. might be a bit too too hard for them to get on board with everything. Yeah, yeah. They and get on overwhelmed. the other hand, yeah, they get overwhelmed. And on the other hand, once they get the hang of it, well, then they have to start thinking mm -hmm. how do we build applications uh, in the correct way? Because mm -hmm. yeah. And and uh, the funny thing is, I'm I'm just coaching a team now um, at a customer. And, uh, yeah, I was explaining MVVM to them. I had planned two days for explaining. Mm. They, had, they hadn't done any Xamarin, by the way. And I was explaining Xamarin and, and then because the application was to be built in Xamarin forms, we did forms and then we did MVVM. Mm. And yeah, the question that I get is, is why is it so complicated to yeah. set up a small application? Well, yeah. Right. Because I mean, it's part of this just once you introduce a phone to the equation, it's simply more complicated. Yeah. And not only true. that, but you're setting up three platforms. Yes, right. Yeah, three platforms. Yeah. Indeed. Yeah. And, and also the, the setup experience sometimes, the, the, the actual 
getting it to work on your machine yeah. uh, in your environment is also something that it's a challenge that that takes some time eh? you, you there's so much dependencies and i think i think microsoft uh, acquiring Xamarin is is very good in that it's area. It's a good step because mm-hmm. it's, it's a very better. good step because they have so much more resources to make sure that 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 process of 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 getting you up and running with Xamarin is uh, is 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 more smooth for developers. And it's, it's always seemed like there's there's been rough edges in the studio integration. Yeah, you know, like it was. I don't think it was ever as good as it should be. And I'm hoping that now that they're all one happy team or you know all together, that we'll really get this first-class citizen in studio mindset. So I have a story for you. Uh, as we have talked about on the show before, when we interviewed Lino Tadros yeah. about Xamarin, this was a couple of years ago. Xamarin Forums, he, he made the comment that um, he had heard from Xamarin themselves, from either Miguel or Nat or one of those guys, that, uh, that it really wasn't ready yet. It wasn't. It was good for prototyping, but don't you know? Don't expect miracles. When in, and he thought that was a little disheartening. So Lena was like, you know, I'm so down on Xamarin Forums now. So I was hanging out with him last week, and I said, "How's Xamarin Forums working for you these days?" And he goes, "You know what, boss? <laughs> you know what, boss? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's much better." He says, "It's much better. They're actually fixing you know the problems. I guess they took it to heart. You right. know what he was yeah. saying and." Uh, uh, for example, the um, native the native XAML yeah, that's a cool stuff. Is cool is a huge thing, and and for what this means, people is that the XAML that you use in Xamarin Forms is by default the lowest common denominator. It's an abstraction. It's an abstraction, and it, it's it's everything that works on all three platforms yeah. and nothing more. Right? Think about the whole problems with um, PCL. Portable class libraries. Right. The more platforms you select, the, the more constrained your right. your API. So it's the same idea. Now what they've done is you can take a a container. Inside the container, you can have three separate XAML declarations, one for each platform. And so if you've got a button, you've got a calendar, or whatever, you can actually express the native control right in each one of those things, and it'll render appropriately on. Yeah, on, that is yeah. that is one big step Absolutely forward. Absolutely huge because. In uh, like you say, it it is indeed sometimes difficult to get something in the way that the customer wants it with Xamarin Forms. Right. Uh, in the beginning, I I agree. Prototyping was about the only thing that you could do with Forms. Right. And then if you have to dive into a real application, it I was in the beginning afraid that I was gonna uh, come to a point in the development cycle that I was gonna say, well, mm, I can't fix this with Xamarin Forms, it, and I have to do yeah. custom renders. Custom and, renders. And that, custom that renders. Was the problem. As soon yeah. as you're doing that, you might as well be doing native code. Yeah, because there was a tipping point in 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 in, in the development there. Because if you have so many custom develop uh, custom renders that you have to create, at, you lose the advantage that you have yeah. with Xamarin Forms. Right. And because custom renders uh, is is native quote uh, native code. Uh, quote quote between uh, for for uh, the code that you have to write, it's it's um, it, it takes time and it, yeah. it requires that you then go into creating either nat- Xamarin Android or Xamarin iOS right. specific code, and that's a huge an even huger step. Yeah. Sure. And now with the with the uh, native uh, controls that you will be able to embed directly, yeah. that is. Huge. A, a huge step forward. That's and right. They, they had already an intermediate step. Eh? So Xamarin effects yes. were also uh, when when the the change that you needed to do uh, on your custom control that you needed in forms was was not that big. Then 
Xamarin uh, introduced uh, effects mm. which allowed you to do smaller changes to, for example, like uh, changing uh, the background color of a particular property or something. Right. That also that that uh, for that effects were were good. But yeah. Of course, if you can directly integrate uh, those controls, it's, it, it's, it's much better. It's much better. Yeah. Yeah. It, it will it will enable Xamarin forms for uh, for more scenarios than absolutely than, than it will. And now. and like yeah. I say, Lino has changed his mind. He's he's all using Xamarin forms again. In yeah. Place. I think what I always do is when 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 we get in a request for a, a new Xamarin project, I, I I sit down with the customer and look at what what they are going to need, mm. and based on experience because I've done quite a few Xamarin applications already, I can more or less tell, well, this is going to work okay with Xamarin forms, mm. or no, we should go right. native. That's that's because uh, it, it just in terms of the app itself. Yeah, right? in like terms of the UI, this app's going to yeah. need yeah. certain things. In to terms UI. of functionality, of course. Well, what yeah. about third-party controls? Yeah, there's there's quite a few companies starting to introduce uh, third-party library uh, mm -hmm. libraries, but um, well, you have the Xamarin components, uh, which you can which are plugins mm -hmm. that are some third-party and some provided by Xamarin, right? But it, and they're on GitHub. GitHub dot com slash Xamarin Xamarin components mm -hmm. and uh, there's so many of these things that you can just plug in for battery status barcodes Bluetooth calendar compass connectivity um, cryptography but they're not UI stuff eh? they're basically yeah. functionalities that you add to your right exactly plug, but you know? but talk about stuff talk, how about the file system you can access the file system mm -hmm. without going into native code you can do yeah, all yeah. this yeah. and in, in the UI code, in yeah. the UI code. Yeah. all the stuff that you would have to normally do natively, right? You yeah. can now do in the UI layer. Um, sockets, text to speech, speech recognition, uh, version tracking, permissions, Those media are all stuff. Native features that you would typically have to go indeed into geolocating, geofencing. Yeah. I mean, it's just a huge. We're now list. building an application that is going to use some reforms and actually needs to do. Uh, Geolocation, yeah. right? Yeah. There you go. It's yeah. right there. Yeah. yeah, it's right. It's it's available out of the book. So and guess who wrote it? Monomagna. Yeah, of exactly. Yeah, he's he's written most of the plugins. He's a monster man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he gets he gets so much done. Yep. Uh, it's the UI that's the problem. Yeah. Right. Like there's yeah. good solutions for a lot of the stuff you want to do, but the UI is the battle. Because there's another element to this, which is, and I don't know how you fall on this, Jill is. Making the UI at, at, for an iPhone iPhone style UI versus consistent UI across all devices. Mm -hmm. You know, what do you feel? It basically depends what the customer wants. Right. Very often we get a request for an application, and the customer will say, "Well, we want the application to look exactly the same on the three platforms." Yep. Graphics mode, then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. more graphics mode, and some other customers say we want to have, uh, we want to give the users a a native. Uh, and is that sort experience? of an internal app versus an external app mindset? Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. internal total consistency for minimum training and external yeah. um, native, native native look to the platform. so that the customers yeah. are happy. Yeah, because they want to, uh, do, to, want to get as, as many uh, people to use it and mm -hmm. know how to use it without calling customer support right. for that. And so if, if it's easy to use, well, then, uh, then it will... Uh, the native will will definitely prevail. Yeah, yeah. right. Although, but, if, but the, the thing is, of course, it's it's not with Xamarin forms that you cannot create native UIs. You can right. create fully native UIs as well. Eh? Sure, clear on that. But um, yeah, if if you really want to have that native uh, experience, well, some applications really require it, depending on the customer. Yeah, but you still use Xamarin. You just don't use Xamarin forms. Uh, I I I use both basically. Okay, I actually, depending on on the application, 
choose whatever I think is going to be best. And like I said, the tipping point for me is is, is an important aspect to see sure. how much the development time will cost. Because if I see if, if I see that the that the UI is going to need so much custom um, custom development, then Xamarin Forms is is not going to be. Th- and uh, this sounds like this is just you've got in your head what the UI elements can do. So yeah. while you're working through the use cases, yeah. you're thinking through what that UI would look like. And you're like, ah, oh, no, that control's not going to be able to handle yeah. that. We're going to yeah. have yeah. to do yeah. some data rendering yeah. there. And I'm also, if, if there's a customer that, that says, well, we have a marketing department that wants this pixel there and right. that pixel there, then it might not be a good uh, choice because then you we know have to that do- when you go to make those tweaks, you're going to have to go native again. Yeah, then we have to go native, and then it might not be a good solution to do so. As long as they're prepared to pay the additional price, because that's slower and more expensive. But then Mm -hmm. then MVVM comes into the equation for for native Xamarin as well, and then then you can gain a lot of time there as well, because Mm. when you do MVVM, you can still share more than when you use classic Xamarin and do it without MVVM. Because MVVM can actually then allow you to build your view models and just your UI layer needs to be changed. Mm. And when we've built applications with Xamarin... You're uh, you're now swapping, you've created a view, you're swapping out the views for the different devices, essentially. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's basically three application heads that you have to build on top of it, but everything apart from the actual UI layer is, is going to be... In a PCL, then it's yeah. just going to be shared. And the, you awesome. know, the the UI is one thing, but as as Jill was saying, the stuff that you have to do natively, right? You really do have to dive into the platforms, and that's where these components really, the really help. Help re- the help plugins yes. help immensely yeah, 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 because yeah. less you time can, in native, the happier you are. Yeah, that's right. I mean, and you don't have to do it twice. Like for example, if I just want to play an MP3, yeah. there's a way to do it on in iOS and there's a way to do it in Android and yeah. they use totally different code. And so now you have to go figure out how to do that on on each platform and you know Windows of course too. And but with this plugin you do it in the UI layer with one line of code or right. a couple of lines of code and it just abstracts to those different uh, platforms. Right. Yeah, because so easy. I'm I also always looking at uh, app development for more from an enterprise level but uh, people that just want to build an app, yeah. For, for those people that that for that type of apps, mm-hmm. yeah. those plugins are are fantastic. It's thing. getting it, insanely it's, cool. Yeah, it it yeah. actually is just uh, dragging and dropping a couple of plugins into your application in the right uh, position. Yeah, and you can actually have a working application. Yeah, very very fast. Sure. Hey, Richard. Yeah, buddy. Guess what time it is now? Uh, it must be that happy time again. Yeah, it's time for a fun factoid. Oh, did you know MVVM was introduced in 1939? No. Yeah, it was a system for visualizing fashion models in 3D. It was the model viewing viewmaster. <laughs> <laughs> I hadn't thought about it that way. Anybody <laughs> over age 40 is going to know exactly what yeah, I'm talking about. Remember yeah. those things? The viewmaster the viewer. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I've used one of those. Yeah. They actually have, and those are from the 1930s. 39 was when the they system was introduced. They, they've, yeah. they've brought them out again, I think, yeah, the viewmasters. Yeah, and buy yeah. them again. Yeah. Right. Yeah, so they just call it Oculus Rift now. Uh, <laughs> it's not only a 3D, but it's a motion viewmaster. Yeah. <laughs> so the whole idea with these viewmaster things is you had this viewer that you put up to your eyes, and there was a little disc that had stereo images. Right. And one image for each eye. Yeah. And so it looked like this 3D scene. Yeah. And you click it, and then it would move the disc to the I, next. I remember getting those those discs at the zoo and something. Oh, yeah, and you can yeah, actually yeah. buy that and put it in yep. your viewmaster and yeah. at home enjoy the pictures of the zoo and but stuff. But think about how that 
that is a great model for going forward with 3D experiences, sure. right? I mean, instead yep. of buying a disc at the zoo, you, you know, connect to Wi-Fi and yep. download the app or whatever right. on yep. your, on your uh, portable thing. Yeah, yeah, that's true. It's a yeah. cool, it's an interesting idea. Have you guys tried any of these uh, uh, cardboard $20 yeah, iPhone yeah, things that you... you yeah. know, yeah, exactly. Just to use for your phone. Yeah. Yeah. That's also a way to go. Pretty cool. Well, it's actually time to give away an App V-Next coffee mug oh, to one lucky member. I don't have one of these. Of the .NET Rocks fan club. <laughs> well, we'll have to get you one. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> App V-Next is your trusted partner for transforming legacy systems into beautiful modern apps. Led by industry veteran Carl Franklin. That's me. <laughs> that's weird how to say that it wasn't self-serving at all no, no. not at all <laughs> led by industry veteran me <laughs> the app next team has the experience and intelligence to bring your app into the 21st century no matter how old and dusty that viewmaster viewer is contact <laughs> us today at appvnext.com and that reminds me that uh, I'm, I have a complete workshop for this whole day of building Xamarin stuff that i think i ought to t put that into a blog post yeah for sure because I, i'm sure you have s blogs and things of how to get started with this stuff yeah, but we'll, I, I, yeah but we'll talk about that in a minute yeah. uh so that's it awesome dude who's our winner our winner is mike cochran congratulations mike yeah yeah and Mike just won an Appy Next coffee mug just for being a member of the .NET Rocks fan club. And if you don't know what that is, go to .NET Rocks.com, click on the big Get Free Stuff button, answer a few questions, and join the .NET Rocks fan club. We have thousands of members all over the world. And every show, we like to give away stuff from our sponsors. And every December, we give away a $5,000 technology shopping spree to one lucky member of the .NET Rocks fan club. But you have to sign up to win. All right, Jill. It's your turn. You had $5,000 right now. What would you buy well, technology wise? Uh, a mobile developer actually needs devices. Yeah. yeah. That's a, uh, it's a costly thing to actually, uh, do all the mobile stuff. And, uh, my iPhone is just an iPhone six. My iPad is an iPad mini two, I think. Right. That is getting really hot when I watch just any video or something. Uh. <laughs> so, um, yeah, if you what buy kind of videos are you watching, Jill? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Pluralsight videos. Ooh, ooh, yeah. That's Scott Allen. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That'll heat up your iPad. Mm -hmm. And the battery is getting, uh, is getting low very quickly. So yeah. uh, a new iPad, a new iPhone, a Google Pixel to do some testing on. So yeah, right. I think that 5,000 5, euros is, is uh, gone very quickly. Yeah, Those pixel phones are expensive. They're you have to expensive. replenish the drawer of broken dreams from time to time. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a buffer. You, know, you just move them in. Yeah, the new hardware. It's, it's actually quite expensive because sure. every time that, that new devices come out, we have to look into what do we need to support for that. Yeah, yeah sure. We use Test Cloud quite a lot as well. Yeah, yeah. 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 For, uh, Xamarin mobile. Test Cloud. Yeah, that's not a Xamarin bad way to spend 5000 is to put it into Test Cloud. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> Test Cloud does so much. Like, I've nothing bad to say about it. No, it's just definitely not free. And it's, it's not free. And it's right. addictive. Once yeah. I, I was working with a group that was using it for testing responsive web design mm -hmm. apps, yeah. right? Because yeah. they, well. they don't render consistently across phones. Yeah. It matters. And we've had we've had some weird issues that we actually found 
with uh, just using test through cloud. the test cloud. We had uh, at some point we had a, a blue border on an application that was across the screen hmm. on some Samsung Galaxy whatever, wow. and that was because of the ROM that was baked in had probably set a default color somewhere that we were using, mm-hmm. and you could only see that with test cloud. Of course, we we otherwise we would never have seen that. Right. Wow. So that's that's it's really an amazing tool, but yeah, like you say, it's still quite expensive. Yeah. So but, it's uh, not, but what's more expensive is trying to diagnose those kinds of problems without it. Or you know. releasing the app and getting uh, having it to fix afterwards. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So let's let's back up a little bit and get into MVVM as a uh, as an architecture. Uh, essentially, the whole idea of MVVM is you want to separate out the code behind code from from a from a view from a form, correct, if you will. And uh, the biggest reason is because these view models are testable. And you can't really test code behind a button click all that easily. You sure. know, something that's bound to an event. Yeah. Uh, so, so in doing that, you, there's usually one view model, which is this class that has all the code behind in it mm-hmm. for every view or for every form. And in order to make it completely autonomous, you have to do a little abstraction. First of all, in order to handle data binding, you have to support iNotify property change, right? right. Yeah. And then you have to have commands that implement things that your UI executes yep. and yep. does. What typically would have lived in an event handler, more or less, is right. the code that is moved into the view model. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, so when a user then does a user interaction, tapping on a button, mm. that will then be triggered in the view model. However, yeah. the big difference is that in your view model, you should never have any relation to... Um, to a, to a UI component, to right. a UI control, right. because then you have the same issue. Take the main coupling. issue is uh, when you want to write unit tests, uh, on one line, you, you go to the model, and on the second line, you go to the to the UI, and you set a property in the UI. That's not testable at all. Right. So the view model and, and the code this, inside This of was it. the whole point behind these patterns in the first place, to separate the stuff that needed testing mm-hmm. from yeah. the UI. Indeed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it is still possible to do it to do it wrong. Yes. It is yeah. definitely We're not going to save you from doing something It's not going to save you. You still have to look into uh, that you uh, for some reason don't end up with a with a UI reference in your in your uh, in your view model and and that's also why uh, where people run into into problems like how do I do navigation because navigation is on one hand a UI thing mm-hmm. right but on the other hand you should not be writing any code in your view model that says now we need to uh, navigate to that particular view or window or whatever right because then you are mixing things up again so for those specific uh, UI related tasks let's say uh, navigation showing a dialogue uh, you have to separate those things out as well into well, a different class, uh, right. uh, uh, adhering to uh, separation of concerns, and then you end up with a lot of smaller classes like a dialogue service, a navigation service that that handle the UI specific things. And yeah. and, and again, that brings us back to where we started. There, we we it, right. it's sometimes difficult for people to to know how to set all those things up. Right? Sure, yeah. And uh, one of the things that is now going to uh, uh, is on the roadmap for Xamarin Forms is that uh, they are going to bring the Prism navigation system mm, nice. into uh, Xamarin Forms. So Interesting. To, yeah. Th- there is a navigation system, the iNavigation stuff. Yeah, the iNavigation And, and it's like a yeah. stack, right? right? Because if you think about it, 
stacks are pushing and popping, right? You, you push something down on the stack and then you pop it off to get back to where you were. Like a, uh, I don't need to go into computer science here, but it's kind of like a set of cafeteria trays, right? Yeah, indeed. Where you push them down and then the last one that you put on is the first one that comes out. So, right. So when you navigate, you, you take where you are, you push that on the stack and you go somewhere and then the back button essentially gets you back to where you were. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that there is that. That's, that is that's built in. Built in. That's built in. Now. But if but, you do that from a view model, it's uh, the, the view model is actually doing three things. Uh, managing state for the view, yeah, so that your UI can bind on it. Yeah. Managing the commands so that your UI controls can bind on the command, and actually managing the flow of the application yeah, as well. Sure. And the flow is actually, uh, we need to go to that particular view. Yeah. But your view model should not contain the code that says now I need to um, show that screen. It should actually hand that off to a separate class okay. that handles your entire navigation system. Yeah. And that's what we typically put in a, a navigation service class. Right. Um, and, and yeah, Xamarin Forms is now going to start, I think. That's, yeah. But this is also good single responsibility thinking. Yes, it's that adhering to separation of concerns. Yeah, yeah. the navigation is yeah. its own thing and it should yeah. be encapsulated together. Yeah. You know where to find it. You know what it looks like. You yeah. know, you can do a comprehensive revision of it. You know, if a new UI paradigm comes yeah. along. It's yeah. just one place where you have to change it. Exactly. It's no, it's, it's good thinking. But again, that is something which people have to understand how, yeah. do, how to do important. it. Why do I need to do this? Yeah. yeah. Because a lot of applications still go live without any any unit test ever being written. Sure. And yeah, it's sometimes hard to explain to people. Well, if you build it with uh, with uh, with MVVM in mind, it's going to help you writing unit tests much easier. But on the other hand, if they don't write unit tests, well, I think it also speaks see- to what the contemporary mobile app looks like today. Because I feel like we're in a, it isn't about Angry Birds anymore, right? Yeah. This is building apps for your, internal to your business or a B to C relationship yeah. where your customers yeah. want to interact with your business in an efficient yeah. way. True. There's only ones you're not competing with anybody really in in, in the sense that there's going to be three people making this app. You're it's, the only source of the app. And so it the, needs to be reliable. It's, uh, yeah, we, the apps that we build are for customers that either, uh, so customers being companies mm-hmm. that either uh, want to offer an extra service to their customers. Yes. Mm. So, uh, or internal apps. Much of the apps that, or many of the apps that we are building today are uh, internal apps for the workforce, the Productivity mobile workforce. for the workforce. Yeah. yeah. yeah uh, tracking applications. Where is, where is that delivery at this point? That mm-hmm. sort of thing. Yeah. Um, now I'm building an, an application that is going to be uh, uh, actually a consumer application, but uh, for uh, tracking when you are going to be um, uh, having an allergy mm. again, so for hay fever, right? Mm. And so that's going to see where you are, and uh, based on data, is going to see whether or not you can actually um, mm. uh, will have an allergy, at, uh, <laughs> an allergy, uh, right? Allergic reaction. Allergic reaction. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's cool. So hay fever and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very good. Very good. What is on your wish list for Xamarin in general? What do you wish they would well, do better? I do or? a lot of training with Xamarin. Uh-huh. Uh, and um, one of the problems that I often run into is that, well, what we talked about earlier already, uh, that the fact that the setup is actually uh, sometimes mm. still a struggle for people to yeah. get it to work on mm. their machine very quickly. Um, and with the emulators and, and then the emulators are moving found. Sometimes we have to, yeah, a lot of dependencies. And, and. But it's still a sort of a one-time cost, right? You But when it updates, every time it updates, the whole, all the you, rules yeah, change. You're and doing it over again. Yeah. You're doing it and, over and, again. And, 
I develop often on my on my PC with Visual Studio, but then for uh, iOS development, I need my Mac. Yeah. Uh, so I have my PC that needs to be updated. My Mac needs to be updated because mm-hmm. otherwise the two sometimes can't find each other sure. anymore. Then the versions are off. And then, yeah, then so the whole thing sort of commi- working. There's this commitment. It's like, oh, it's time for updates. There goes a day of productivity. Maybe. Well, maybe. If, if it all goes well, then it's yeah, just a button right. click, uh, yeah. update here, update there, and boom, you're up and running again. But and that happens often enough that you're willing to click it and then find out, oh, crap, it didn't work this the time. The best yeah. advice that I can give is to make sure that, A, your OSX uh, OS is completely up to date yeah. with all the updates, that yeah. that your um, Xcode. Xcode is completely yeah. up to date, that your Xamarin is cu- up to date, and use the stable versions of yeah, everything. Yeah, it's true. Only stable versions, unless you want to play with, with, with those things early, right. like the, the, the native integration with Xamarin phones, because they only release them in the alpha and the right. beta channels first. Right. But, um, yeah, and, and, and also for, not only for trainings, but also within a theme, sorry, within a team, it's sometimes difficult because that person has updated and the other one says, Oh, I will have up issues. Yeah, right. Well, they all need to update. To Everybody sure does. That it, uh, Continue to work on that project. To yeah. continue working. It's got to be yeah. a consistent. And, and once you install there. Xamarin, right, there's a version of Xamarin that needs to be updated. And then in Visual Studio, you need to go in to check in your Xamarin ta- yeah. tab and make sure that you have the latest, if for forms anyway, to make mm-hmm. sure you have the it's latest the version of Xamarin every, forms. It's the same it's for every type of for everything. Yeah, yeah. And, and in and your project, when you go into your project, you'll have to go into your NuGet uh, package manager and make sure that you have the latest version there the compatibility yeah and and they update very frequently which is logical because every time that uh an ios update is is being released or an android update is being released Mm. xamarin also needs to follow along so they update sometimes once a week or something so you uh, can tell if you're mismatched because you'll get errors like um initialized component does not exist system.object not found Uh, like what yeah, yeah, yeah The errors are so random. I was just going to say that's on, on my wish list as well, so that yeah. the errors are a bit more uh, saying what actually is wrong. I don't mind if I get that error, but just have a dialog box that says, ah, we see you're having some weird troubles. This is why. Right. Yeah. Well, it's Update almost like you, you want something that before the error gets a chance to run, like on startup, it does a quick validation of versioning. It goes, yeah. uh, you're not symmetrical on your versioning. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But it's sometimes difficult if you're working a large team. Sure. Because everyone needs to update and... If you're uh, close on the planning, uh, then uh, and everyone needs to update and loses a couple of ta- uh, a couple of hours with it. Yeah, uh, but typically, uh, just for the record, it it doesn't break with any update. Uh, so but right. we've, we've had issues that sometimes one of the team members uh, all of a sudden stopped working on his machine, and then yeah, it's something weird that it. was installed. You know, the Pareto's law applies. Given ten machines being updated, two of them are going to go sideways. Yeah, right? yeah. <laughs> and then you go that you know eight, eight will be just fine. Two will go a little sideways. Then you'll put some energy into them. One, you'll get one of them back, and the other one's just praying. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah it's true. technical term. Yeah. True. What else is uh, What else is on your wish list? Uh, the error messages. Yeah, that's yeah. Uh, something. Something that I uh, also would like to add. Hmm. Do you use that um, the thing that um, Miguel demonstrated to build the the remote touch ui for the uh, for the for the iphone side yeah i've used it but it wasn't it's not stable yet it's not finally it's not in its final format yet eh? right so uh, mm-hmm. so that you can do the remote debugging from your pc you mean right yeah, yeah. well and te- you know the, I, what i love was this whole because we have touch screens on windows yeah. machines you can actually test this better than you can on a mac yeah no, that's true. true but uh we, we i've used it but it also requires again that every developer that is doing ios has a mac 
right? Yeah. Dedicated because it can only be used uh, per developer on one Mac. Right. So um, I've used it, yeah, but it wasn't that stable yet. So, um, so I've told you about my setup here. I've got a MacBook Pro, and I use uh, Boot Camp to run Windows 10, which I boot into all the time, except if I'm going to do uh, development on Xamarin. Yeah. And then I boot over into iOS and then use the boot camp in parallels, mm -hmm. my boot camp partition. So that way, you know, it's all on one machine, on one machine and I can, yeah. do, and I can use the iOS simulator in the windows side and it works great. Yeah, and I, love I, don't have Studio. I love Xamarin Studio. It's actually much stabler than it was a couple of years ago. Interesting. Yeah. Cause yeah. you would think now that it's owned by Microsoft, Xamarin Studio is going to go away. It'll just it, be visual studio. It's going to be visual studio. Yeah. So that's the thing that, once uh, they my, have parity. Yeah, it's, 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 it's much stabler now because in, when I started doing Xamarin about three years ago, mm -hmm. it crashed actually, let's say four or five, four or five times a day when I right. was working with it. Now I can work a whole day with it without it crashing. So they just say, hey, it, it hasn't crashed all day, in which case it crashes. So yeah. you can't <laughs> jinx it. So do you just work in Xamarin Studio on the Mac side? It depends, yeah. But yeah. Uh, sometimes I, I work f uh, a full day on, on Zam uh, in Xamarin Studio. Because you can do the Android emulation on yeah. the Mac side, yeah. no problem. And yeah. it's just Java. Yeah. yeah. And for the emulators, I, I use Genymotion on the, on the Mac. And mm. there I have the Android emulator and the uh, iOS native emulator there. And uh, Tell us about Genymotion. Uh, Genymotion is, uh, Genymotion. Yeah, Genymotion is, uh, is uh, an emulator that allows you to run uh, Android applications. It's actually built on top of uh, VirtualBox, so you need to have VirtualBox uh, installed as well. Oh, yeah. And, um, <laughs> yeah. The there problem, is a heavy side. Well, you know, <laughs> but on, on the Mac, it works perfectly. And I use yeah. actually I use uh, Genymotion both on my Mac as well as on my PC to do my Android and, uh, emulation. It's super fast, and the the good thing about it is, is the, uh, the good thing about it is also that you can um, uh, there's a, the whole list of of custom ROMs that you can uh, configure for it, and yeah. you can test your application on many configurations more than what you can with the with the Hyper V emulator from Android at this point. Well, and you now you brought up virtualization and that that is usually one of the problems that people in my class have yeah. is that oh i don't have you know uh, hyper v yeah uh yeah. and you need the hyper v for emulation on the on the pc side yeah. for for android yeah. it's just you know it never ends yeah it never ends, and some people don't know how to enable the yeah, BIOS. Right. Some people do not have the administrative privileges That's on their PC it. to enable it, so right. uh, then you run into issues. Yeah. Uh, VirtualBox, of course, needs them as well. Yeah, um, People actually have brought We're talking about Windows the, XP. the Oracle product, VirtualBox? It is the or Oracle yeah. product, yeah. But oh, you don't really come in contact with the Oracle product. That's the good thing. So you download Genymotion, it installs VirtualBox for you. Yeah, okay. But again, it brings in another dependency because sometimes VirtualBox Box updates and then Jenny Motion stops working or needs an update as well. People so, have brought their Windows XP machines to my class right. with <laughs> with no Lockdown. admin access yeah. and you know requires a a, a con domain controller and all yeah. that. It's just oh. yeah, and and uh, Hyper V also requires that you have uh, the professional edition of Windows, uh, yeah, because right. uh, otherwise it doesn't uh, it doesn't support virtualization. Right. So yeah, Anyone that's the thing that that's also a thing that that Jenny Motion solves. Huh? You can actually just install VirtualBox and get up and running without having uh, the professional version of Windows. That's so for good. people starting mobile development, it's uh, it can solve that problem. Okay. And I'm making sure I'm getting all these links because, yeah. you know, there's so many good products here. that It's, yeah. it's a complicated set of kit mm -hmm. to actually yep. do mobile development. I think there's an awful lot of studio developers out there. It's like the whole reason I run studio is it's got all the things. Yeah. yeah. And, and mobile development's 
just not like that. That's like, true. It's, it's not there's, even close. There's a lot of dependencies mm. and a lot of things that you need to install. And, and I think Microsoft, uh, having acquired Xamarin, is definitely going to improve. Oh, on yeah. That. Microsoft is definitely going to want to bring to the developers that, that one-stop experience again to start developing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be time, a good right? day when uh, there's just one you, you're real, true universal yeah. platform. You know what I mean? And it, it's all based in Xamarin, and we can yeah. re- do everything from, yeah. from one code base. I hope so. Yeah, the, the UWP thing, like they've been using the word universal for yeah. building software. Abusing it. Well, it's just changed so many times. I think people who have universal fatigue yeah right i mean right. going all the way back to the original build 2011 they were using that term yeah and it meant something completely different from what it means yeah. now yeah uh, and i'm i mean I'm, I'm with you i am highly optimistic it's not even the bits that we have right what i'm excited about is miguel diacaz works at microsoft now yeah and that dude thinks really hard yeah about how we can be efficient as programmers reaching all these platforms yeah, yeah. what would what does the rethink look like yeah like what could totally agree. real universal development look like? And now that they've got the core, you know, that it, it can only get better. I, I mean, hope. we're talking about serious power everywhere. Mm-hmm. But there's one other dependency, and that's Apple, of course. Yeah. Right. You, you still need that, that Mac somewhere in your development chain yes. to do your compilation and your debugging. And yeah. honestly, so, they seem to be getting more and more hostile. Like over on really? the web, the, the Safari team is where you see, like, Apple is just. Apple is messing up in the, the Safari s- side. Yeah, I I see them working together well in the Xamarin uh, side. I don't I don't think there's a downside for Apple in supporting C sharp. I don't think so. I don't no. think so at all. Because when 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 Xamarin wasn't part of Microsoft yet, I often got questions from companies saying, "Well, what's the Xamarin thing going to look like in in one year, two year, yeah, five when, years?" Yeah. And because it was a separate company, and and they were afraid to to to. Uh, I get involved with that. Another partner and Microsoft. They have the 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 trust in there that that sure. Microsoft is going to be uh, around still. But they didn't know about that about Xamarin. Mm. And now you see a lot of companies actually diving into Xamarin just because they know it's part of of Microsoft now, right? Because they have that stability. Yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, that's that that also brings that. Oh, that also gives that a lot of people are now starting Xamarin more yep. and more. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I I hope so. I I hope that this goes well. I, and. I'd, I'd love to get that Mac dependency out of here. Like it's just adding such a piece of complexity yeah. to Definitely. that. And that's where that whole emulator I thought was really interesting. And the way Miguel described it, I thought was very compelling. Less swivel chair. Yeah. yeah, right? yeah. That it's just, to, in my mind, the real challenge of mobile development, it's why I asked about the whole install. Like, why are we focused on this? When I, I think the write code, run code, see it in execution and be able to tinker with it. That cycle seems very slow in mobile development still. It is much still, slower yeah. than than traditional uh, Windows-based development. And F5 and your application is there. Well, yeah, you don't it just goes, yeah, right? Yeah. There is another thing we have to talk about which makes a complete three-platform development uh, available on a PC without a Mac, and that's Mac and Cloud. Right. Yeah, it's true. Mac yeah. and Cloud is a great service. Yeah. I, I have a subscription. I got Mark Miller using it, or mm-hmm. he actually told me... he. He didn't tell me about it, but he reminded me about it. I had a subscription. He was like, uh, yeah, this is great stuff. Mac and Cloud is just exactly that. It's a VM Mac that you log yeah. into, and it's already set up with a template for Xamarin with Xcode and everything. Wow. You don't need to uh, you don't need to go install I, it. I use it for two things. 
So on one hand, I use it for automated builds. Yep. Right. So uh, I have a VSTS agent uh, in Macking Cloud that mm-hmm. I can use from VSTS yep. and uh, use it to uh, let my iOS apps uh, run through an automatic, uh, an automated build mm-hmm. in uh, in VSTS, and then that communicates with uh, Macking Cloud to do the actual compilation. Yeah, uh, that's what I use it for, and I also use it uh, when teaching uh, classroom trainings yeah. with uh, with iOS. Yeah, it's great. Uh, yeah, because, because then know. I just give the people, I just give the students a, a, a one day or a three day subscription to uh, to Macking Cloud, yep. costs a couple of dollars, yeah. and and they can actually. Use that either from Visual Studio and get the experience that you were referring to. Right. Yep. Uh, so they, they just connect with that Mac from Visual Studio and can either see it on their screen or remote login to the, to the Mac in cloud. Right. Yeah. Or they can just log on to it uh, using remote desktop and do the development in Xamarin, which is also already in Mac in cloud. So and Richard, you could build an iOS app on your Surface book. Yeah. There you go. How cool is that? You know, I don't do development on laptops. I have big machines at home with big monitors, right? And and the more we go through this, the more I think, that's where I want to do this work because I want to have that emulator window, all those emulator windows and so forth up. Give me more screen space so that I could actually work across these things. There's just not enough room Mm. on a single screen setup. Said the guy sitting in front of a laptop with a second monitor attached to it because that's how much I like screen space. That's how I do it at home. I have two huge monitors connected to my laptop. What if you could use HoloLens for development and just... So the, the whole room had windows on it yeah. all over yeah. the place. Oh, now you need your swivel chair because you're spinning around to look at all your windows. Where's the my iOS simulator? <laughs> <laughs> That's, it's possible, right? Yeah. I mean, it's a Windows 10 machine. Yeah. It yeah. Is. And with Mac and Cloud, you yeah. could do it. The problem, I guess, is that resolution. You know, you don't yeah. have the resolution. That, yeah. uh, and for now, that's still a problem. Yeah, for now. Yeah. Do you still find, are the emulators good enough or do you find that you have to get onto devices on a regular basis to really feel yeah. how your app's yeah. behaving? Actually, some people in my teams actually always do it on, on actual devices. E- even with the lag that that yeah. entails. Yeah. And, actually, uh, it's not. It's, it, especially for Android, it's faster for me to plug to push my to the Galaxy device. S3. Yeah, it's definitely yeah. faster. It's yeah. faster to push the device. And, uh, you know, if you're going to test something like geolocation or the compass or something, you can't do that with yeah. the emulator. Some things right. you can actually still do in some emulators but, in terms of, 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 uh, of uh, sensors, but it's, it's more hassle to do yeah, it. Than the, right. I just want to pick it up and move it around. And see what, right. Sometimes it's yeah. good for demos. Yeah, but uh, for actual development, uh, some people in our teams use they swear with uh, with just using devices. Just b- using your de- your dev cycles, just gotta yeah. go to the device. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's really yeah. interesting. And and the performance is also also uh, often very different because if you're running an emulator, it is still running on your very powerful uh, i7 right. uh, in a CPU. Your your memory is much faster than mm-hmm. it, than it is in a mobile device. So we've had we've had you applications. Like, so you end up lying to yourself. Yeah, end up lying. It's good for for a, for a quick development cycle. Right. But uh, for actual testing of the performance of the application and whether it runs okay. For, for example, we've we've had issues that it runs on the emulator and it doesn't run on a low-end Android because sure. of the memory not limitation. Enough memory. Yeah, not yeah. enough memory yeah. and crashes without of memory exceptions because of the fact that we were running on an emulator yeah. which has more than enough memory available to yeah, it. Yeah, basically, you'd want you you think about emulators that are deliberately constrained. Mm. Yeah, right? but they aren't. But they so. don't. <laughs> <laughs> we're just trying to make those things work. Yeah. And and also the very weird things. That's so uh, applications have 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 uh, a number of seconds before they can start up, and then they're killed by the operating system. Right. Yeah. That those things you will not see in the emulators. You will see them, but not as fast as you will see them on a, on an actual device. So for those things, you really have to test on, on yeah, a physical on the device. Actual device. Yeah. yeah. Well, Jill, what's next for you? 
What's in your inbox? What is in my, in terms of projects, you mean? Yeah, or well, anything. What uh, are you doing next? Speaking, Techorama. Uh, Techorama is uh, coming up in yeah. uh, 120 plus days. So nice. it's not very, <laughs> I have a countdown on my PC now. So uh, yeah. And unfortunately, we're conflicting Dev Intersection yes. and, yes. and yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Techorama. Uh, so you can't bummer. be there this year. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. Sorry, dude. I kind of yeah. have to go to my own show. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Me too. Me too. <laughs> that's, that's, yeah. I'm required there. Yeah. So yeah. it's going to be a, uh, it's going to be good, I hope. Yeah. So we're moving to a bigger venue now. So yeah, I heard that. Yeah. yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. Congratulations. Oh, yeah. Antwerp, as I remember. Correctly. Antwerp. Yeah. yeah. Uh, May 23rd and 24th. Awesome. Um, we're bringing in all developer, uh, all developers, IT pros, SharePoint, yeah. SQL topics. So we're going to have uh, about 140 sessions or so. Cool. Wow. Yeah. What's the URL? Uh, techorama.be. Great. Gilles Claire, and thank you for spending this time with us. It's been You're great welcome. geeking out with you. All right, we'll talk to you next time on .NET Rocks. .NET Rocks is brought to you by Franklin's Net and produced by Pwop Studios a full-service audio, video, and post-production facility located physically in New London, Connecticut, and, of course, in the cloud. Online at pwop.com. Visit our website at dotnetrocks.com for RSS feeds, downloads, mobile apps, comments, and access to the full archives going back to show number one, recorded in September 2002. And make sure you check out our sponsors. They keep us in business. Now go write some code. See you next time. Got a transmitter band by the FCC. Yes, I'm a, a time boy. Let's